Praise God. Well, we just we just really felt to ask Brother Marks to come and preach to us. Now, he preached about a month ago. And how many of you remember that? He preached on the lust of the flesh. And I want to tell you, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. My wife and I thank God every day for um, our son-in-law. And uh, don't think that just because he's the pastor's son-in-law that he gets a lot of breaks. In fact, you can ask him sometimes. You can tell by the look on his face right now. Now, I'm looking over here. You look up here. But uh, anyway, we're glad he's here, and we want to give him our undivided attention. Let's put our hands together one more time as the man of God comes to preach. Let a shout of praise go up in this place. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's about 642. I was in that office over there. I'll be quite transparent with you. I was wrestling. I knew I'd heard from God, but just helps that one. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. You're just wrestling and warring and say, I don't know. I don't know. But I began to hear prayers in that back hallway. And it wasn't very long. And then there was a witness of the Holy Ghost. And I feel that witness right now. Go ahead. Do what you feel right now. I love you, Jesus. I give you praise, God. Oh, I know it's Tuesday night, but can we can we go to church on a Tuesday night? Oh, you got dressed. You got cleaned up, some of you. Why don't we just give him our best in praise tonight? You deserve my best, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book of Zechariah. The book of Zechariah, chapter 7. I give honor to our great bishop and pastor. I admire him tremendously. I love and appreciate him far more than a great father-in-law, but I am so thankful for a great man of God in my life. Somebody said amen. Love my wife, little boy. They're my whole life and my whole world. And I give them honor tonight. Zachariah, Zachariah excuse me, chapter 7 and verse 8. And the word of the Lord came unto Zechariah, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Execute true judgment and show mercy and compassion compassions every man to his brother and oppress not the widow nor the fatherless the, the stranger nor the poor and let none of you image evil against his brother in your heart verse 11 says but they refused to hearken and pulled away the shoulder and stopped their ears that they should not hear Verse 12 says, Yea, they made their hearts as an, an adamant stone, lest they should hear the law. And the words which the Lord of hosts has sent in his spirit by the former prophets, therefore came a great wrath from the Lord of hosts. Verse 13. I want to zoom in right here on this. Verse 13. Therefore, it has come to pass that as he cried... And they would not hear. So they cried. And I would not hear, saith the Lord of hosts. But I scattered them with a whirlwind among all the nations whom they knew not. Thus the land was desolate after them that no man passed through nor returned. 
for they laid the pleasant land desolate. Verse 13, once, once more, therefore it has come to pass that as he cried, they would not hear. So they cried, and I would not hear, saith the Lord of hosts. For a little while longer here tonight, or for a little while, excuse me, I think God would draw our attention to this subject entitled, An Open Ear. An Open Ear. Why don't we pray that we, God would allow us to hear his word tonight. Why don't we go ahead and just put this into practice right here on the onset of this message. God, give me an ear to hear your word tonight. Come on, help me pray. I've heard from God. I, I've come tonight to deliver his word. Now, his word won't return void unto to, to him, but it's, it's up to us to hear it. Come on, help me pray. Jesus, open the eyes of my heart. Let me receive your word here tonight, Jesus. Let me leave differently than I have come. Somebody pray, God, change me. Change me, Lord. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Thank you for standing in honor of the word of God. To give you some context of this passage in the book of Zechariah, a little history. Here we find the Israelites have returned to Judah. Prior to their return, there was an invading of armies that had taken over their city capital. And their temple, and the temple, was destroyed. Leaders and people among them were killed. Others were taken into pagan lands. They were utterly just wrecked and turned upside down. But as the returnees would come back, they were challenged with reestablishing Jerusalem and the temple. The book of Ezra tells us that they rebuilt the altar and had set the foundation stones for the temple. But the building had stopped. They did not progress any further than that. Matter of fact, for almost two decades, the temple set in ruins. That is as far as they went. went. There, there, was, there, there was discord among the people of God. There, there was disobedience among the people of God. We find this pattern in the Old Testament. How many loves the Old Testament? I had a friend, Brother Jake Reed, really say a very impacting statement to me uh, recently or a while back, I should say, rather, that, you know, the Bible's not made up of a bunch of individual stories, but the Bible is one big story. It, it changed my view of how I studied and read the Bible. I understood that the, the Bible from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelations never contradicted its, uh, itself. It never, it, we, I understood it lined. Uh, the Old Testament was the type and shadow of what was to come. I, I understood, understood that. But as we, as we go into the Word of God, I'm thankful for the Old Testament here tonight. And, and, and what we're, God has shown me and given me uh, revelation and understanding of here tonight is applicable in the year of 2022. It's it, it is right. It's, it's the word of God. And so they, 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 there was discord. And what I was about to say was that Israel, there's a pattern in the Old Testament and that there was obedience and the blessing and the favor of God went with them. And then there was disobedience and they allowed uh, idols and all these. And it was a pattern. Then they would repent and God's favor would be back on them and it would just be a little while longer. And then they were back in disobedience and the judgment of God set upon them. And here, they, this is what they're dealing with, this conflict of not listening to God. They're, they're, they're not being obedient to, to the, the to the voice of God and so their temple and uh, they, 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 they get, get an altar constructed but a sobering thought was as the temple sat there with a, the foundation done but nothing else they offered sacrifices on the altar 
and he received the ark, those sacrifices, but he still wasn't pleased with the people. Now, I, I, I believe that we, we, can, we can live for God to a degree, and he will accept it. What do you mean by that? I believe any time that we begin to give praise and worship, he inhabits the praise of his people. He's going to receive that. But that doesn't mean that we're okay with God. And that doesn't mean we're right in the image of God. And so I, I, I want us to just go down this path here tonight that we, we've got to be obedient to the voice of God. Not just obedient, but we've got to hear the voice of God. God, God wasn't pleased with rebuilt altars he, he, he wanted rebuilt relationships. He, he, wasn't, he, he didn't care that they had constructed the altar again. He cared that they would hear his voice. He cared that they, they would walk together and commune together and be with, one with each other. And he, that, that, that they could be his children and be blessed of him. I, he wants the same for you here today. I'm just going to confront a lie right here in the midst of all of you here tonight. That God wants to bless you. He wants to put his favor on you. It's a lie from the pit of hell that you just live in misery. And I come to church, but I live a life of misery and I'm depressed and I'm down and out no that's not the will of God it's the will of God that your head be raised and that you walk in boldness and authority in his name but we gotta hear his voice we gotta, we gotta be able to hear the voice of God the prophet Zechariah tried to encourage and to challenge these people Previous, as I've already stated, previous generations failed to obey the law by not worship him in spirit and in truth. And they acted unjustly towards one another. He, he, but the prophet Zechariah, he, he was trying to encourage these people and to challenge them back. He, he, wanted to, he wanted them to understand that there was a king and he was coming back one day. He wanted, he wanted the people of God to understand that God, he triumphs, he's, he's triumphant over everything, over all the things in the, this world. He wanted them to understand that, yes, the world full of wrong can be corrected. Yes, it's full of wrong, but it can be corrected. But the people, they refused. They refused to hear the word. As we read here, Zechariah 7:11, but they refused to hearken and pull away the shoulder. They were stubborn about it. And they stopped their ears that they should not hear. Yea, they made their hearts as an adamant stone. Their effect. There's a cause and an effect in everything that we do. I want to pause and say every choice, every decision that we make, it rings a chord into eternity. Every time we, every time we decide and make a conscious decision that I'm going to be disobedient, disobedient to the word of God and the man of God, it, it, there's a cause and effect. There's, it rings a chord in eternity. We're, 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 we're going to have to, to it's, it's just the reality. We deal with a lot uh, of our own effects uh, by our own decisions. It's not the judgment of God. Well, God must not, he, he's, he's put me through this trial. No, maybe you put yourself through the trial because we're unwilling to hear the voice of God. There's cause and effect in everything that we do in the kingdom of God. You might, even in the real world, you might think you're getting away with things, but ultimately it's going to come back. The Bible says your sin shall surely find you out. It says whatever you reap, you shall sow. So there's a cost. There's an effect. Verse 13, therefore it come to pass that as he cried, this better be sobering here tonight. There I felt a fear of God on me so strong this afternoon. Not, I'm not afraid of God, but I'm afraid of his judgment. I'm afraid of him pulling himself from me. I'm, I, that's, that's what I'm afraid. I, I have a reverence for God, and when he speaks, I want to hear. Then scripture says, as he cried, 
and they would not hear. So in due time, I, I'm, I'm not adding to the word of God, but let me just make it clear and plain here tonight. In the process of time when it came for them, when they needed something. See, we, we live a life to where we're, it's all good. We, we want to hear it when we're ready for it. But when we're not ready for it and we're good with God and everything's good and we get our little praise on and we patricate for Jesus and we, we just live life how it is. But when it comes to, to our time to crying out to him and we understand we could go through the word of God for the sake of time we won't. But when he hears our cry, you can go into the book of Psalms and hear David talk about it all day. He, he heard my cry and here he came. He's closer. The Bible says he's stick closer than a brother. He's at the mention of his name he's he's right there but as they cried the bible says and i would not hear saith the lord of hosts so not only is god not hearing but i scattered them with the whirlwind among all nations whom they knew not thus the land was desolate after them that no man passed through nor returned for they laid the pleasant land desolate they didn't hear him they refused it. Judgment of God was placed on them. The Holy Ghost has been speaking. I, I would probably say the last two months, from one evangelist to another, from our great bishop to even other great men of God in our own assembly, God, there, if, we, if you would go back and look at the archives of our messages. There, there, there is, there's one message after another. Not knowing, they, they didn't know. It, it was, there's no coincidence. They weren't talking. There's, there's, no, there's no communication. There's, a, there's nothing, hey, I, I think you, you know. No, 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 no. It's the Holy Ghost. God has been trying to speak to us. There's a, there's a pattern. And, and I, I'm, I'm just observant to the things of God and when there's a pattern when God repeats himself and he repeats himself and he, he repeats himself then I think God is trying to gather our attention hey we can look at the, the creation of the heavens and the earth he didn't have to repeat anything he spoke it into existence what if we were so willing? What if, if I could say this, the landscape of our life, the atmosphere, the spirit of our being was so sensitive and tender to the voice of God when he spake it, it happened. Boom. But what happens is we allow things in our life. We, we get caught up, and I'm not... I'm not casting stones here. I'm preaching to myself here. We allow distractions. We allow all these things in our life and it consumes us and it consumes our mind and whatever consumes our mind consumes our spirit and our thoughts and our and our what our activities and what we it just we eat, sleep and breathe and if we're not careful, if there's not a proper alignment and procedure of what's priority and what's not, then we we ultimately plug our ears from the voice of God. And it cannot be penetrated. It is essential that we hear the word or hear the voice of God. James 1 and 19 says, Wherefore, my beloved brother, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak. I, I would submit to us here today, we're doing way too much talking and not enough listening. Talking, 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 talking. Have you ever been around someone that just talk, 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 talk? You couldn't get, and the, what happens is you just tune them out. You don't even hear them any longer. And you're standing there. And, uh, and, and uh, that's what we're doing to God is it? we're just, we're talk, 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 talk. And he's trying to get a word in. He's trying to speak to us. But all we're doing, we're busy talking. We better be careful with what we're saying. I, I'm, I'm going to plug this in right here. And the Holy Ghost says that. The Bible says that we're going to give an account for every idle word that we speak. Our, speak, our speech uh, better be uh, in alignment of the Word of God and the man of God in our life. We better be careful in conversation. My wife and I just yesterday had a conversation of where, man, we didn't really like how that conversation was going. Uh, we didn't really care for we were, we were it just, just, just didn't settle right. Well, I, I would tell you that's the voice of God saying, stop, stop. Stop. That's unhealthy. That's, that's not righteousness. That's, that's, not, that's not holy. And so we, we got to be careful what we're speaking, but we got to be swift to hear. 
We must be a people that has a tuned ear. A, pe- a person that, it's amazing. I, 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 years ago when I was a teenager, my, my mother has a piano at uh, their home, and there was a man that would come tune the piano, and he, he tuned uh, our church's piano, and that's back when they had real pianos on the platform. And uh, uh, these keyboards, they come a long ways. But this man, the amazing thing about this man was he, he was blind. But he would feel his way around and he'd get his instruments and his, his tools out and he, he would take it apart. And his, 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 his senses were so in tuned that he could t- tune that piano perfect with perfect pitch, every note on that keyboard. That's, that's the way a child of God should be, that we're so sensitive, so sensitive to, to, to a whisper. Yes, Lord. Yes, yeah. I think I would submit. Oh, God, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. I, I think as apostolic people, we, 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 there's, we, we, we love our apostolic worship and, and praise, and it's, a, it's right, it's biblical. But I think there's, there's appropriate time where there's a holy hush and a, a holy time of saying, yes, speak, Lord. Say what you would. But if we're so consumed with the feeling of shouting and praising that we miss those opportunities to hear what, what, what saith the Lord? I want to hear. I want to hear the voice of God. Uh, David had a revelation of this. He said, I will hear what God the Lord will speak. Revelation 2 and 7 says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith. Let, uh, I, this should be in our in our being. It should make up our DNA spiritually as uh, a people of God. Is that, God, I want to hear you. I, f- I found myself in the last year, this is no, no, I hate to use myself as an example, but for the last year I've been praying oh, so, so, so much uh, to the point where I'm just, I, God, I, I just want to be sensitive to your voice. I want, I want to know you. That's, that's been my prayer is, God, I want to know you. I want to be sensitive to you. I want, I, I, I want to just be, I, I, I got to know. What, what are you saying, God? Let it be in our prayer. God has sit, sit this vessel here tonight to say it's time to clear out our ears. It's time that we begin to listen to what the Lord is saying. It's time, it's time that we clean out the things in our life that is preventing the voice of God to get to us. I won't go down that rabbit trail again, but it's time that we get our flesh out of the way. It's time that we get the gossip out of the way. It's time that we get all, everything, get it out. Empty me, God, of anything that's not like you. In preparation to this, I was reminded of a story of a young man, a young uh, couple that was not uh, uh, living up to everything that they should be and being godly. They were, they were messing around when they shouldn't have been messing around and, uh, and just acting a fool. And, and the story would be that a, at a youth rally, at a youth revival, the man of God would preach. And he called them out so specifically and said what they were doing and uh, the activities they were involved in. But the young man shrugged it off. And as the scripture in our text in Zechariah said, just shrugged it off with his shoulder. And nah, nah, he ain't speaking to me. There's way too many other young people. He's talking to them. And just shrugged it off. And and continued on their merry way and it took a man of God it took a pastor to get stern and firm with him and, and say stay away from her don't go around her don't, don't touch her and, and, and it, it didn't have to get to that point but the young man would not hear the voice of God through the prophet and through the priest word of God let it, let it not be said of us that we're so dull and we're so, so cold in our spirit that we would sit on a pew and just shrug off the word of God and shrug off the priest word of God that no nah, that's not for me that's for someone else across the aisle someone across the building that's, that's not for me no it's for you I'm telling you I said this to the young people last week it doesn't matter who's preaching or what they're preaching it's applicable to every one of us 
pastor you'll be teaching about the oneness of God the, the sensuality of speaking in tongues and uh, the uh, water baptism and all those things and we we may have already partaken of it but it ought to resonate inside of us so much that it's like oh yeah that's that's the word preach it pastor that's that's what it is it's for me it's an reassurance of your spirit that yeah that's what I'm a part of and that's yeah it's it's not just for the sinner Oh, I, I love it. I love it when a man starts quoting scripture and, and just there's something, there's a power about it. There's a, there's a holiness about it. When uh, Brother McKee, a couple Sundays ago, began to quote scripture, I, I was blown away and I was awed at the, the holiness of that scripture that he began to read. It was just that man has been with God. He, he has heard the voice of God and he's not only heard it, he's applied it. There's, there, and I, I'm going to move on down the road here there's many there's there's several avenues in which God can speak one we would go to is relationship or prayer if we I'm just I don't know how else to be but this blunt if we aren't praying God's not speaking to us personally if we if we don't have a place a prayer, a place to where we can go and be alone with God. And so, yes, we can bring our needs to Him and we can talk to Him and tell Him how we feel. Why? Prayer is nothing but relationship. If you need a good message, if I, I'm, I'm not the one to here tonight to preach on prayer. But go back in our archive and listen to Brother Andrew Howard preach about prayer and knowing God. Is that okay? I've not, I've not heard finer preaching on prayer, but it's simply relationship. God just wants to know. It's, a, it's, it's communication. It's talking one with another. I, 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 if, if there's none of that going on, there's no, there's no voice to be heard. There's, where, who's, God would just move on to someone else and speak to them. Prayer and relationships has to be at the top of our priorities. Prayer is in it's 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 at that place where the intimate things of our life god can begin to work on them and talk to us and tell us about them prayer is essential if if we're expected to make it as christians without prayer you're 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 that is the most crazy thing that you could ever think of how does any relationship work without if there's no communication my wife and I, married 10 years, July. Whoop, whoop. Can't believe it's been 10 years. But in the last 10 years, we've learned how to communicate. She can't read my mind, and I can't read her mind. We have to talk. This is how I feel. This is what I think we should do. It's communication. It's the same way with God. God, I'm not going to do all the talking. I, I, I think prayer, I will say this and move on uh, from this portion of prayer, is that I think we personalize a lot of things in our life. I think we should personalize our prayer life. Do what works for you. Listen to elders and learn how they pray and apply it to your life, but do it in your own way. The way I pray, pray is not the same as Brother Gazande prays. But, is that the, but it's still prayer. It's still communication. Somewhere in that prayer, there, there has to be a time where it's just, okay, Lord, speak. Let, let your spirit speak to me, God. Let your voice speak to me, God. In that still, small voice, speak to the truth of the matter is one might say here tonight that i don't know if god speaks any longer i don't i don't know i don't know how it is i don't i don't know what it is to hear the voice of god i would first ask are you praying talking to someone trying to talk to them I want, to, I want us to put, and I know this is not possible, 
But in a moment, for a moment, I want to, if we could step into the shoes of God. And if, if you've experienced this, I know we all have, it's when you're talking to someone in conversation and they check out. They pull a phone out. They're watching someone else. And, but you're still there, and then you realize, why am I even speaking? They're not listening. You know how that makes you feel? How, that, that's the same way that God feels. They call me God. They call me their heavenly father. They, 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 they claim to serve me. They, they claim all these things, but for some reason, there's listening that that ought to just hit us and make us begin to second guess our time with God another avenue I will move I'll move on quickly here is the word of God God speaks to us through his word this message was birthed out of his word I matter of fact I uh, was preaching somewhere on Sunday and I, I just referenced this passage and I, I, I began to prepare and think and pray God speak to me and direct me and I was directed back to this passage and it's, it's, it's through the word of God it's through understanding and reading the word of God grasping it no one has to be speaking it, but just simply you reading it. And the beautiful thing about the Word of God is that you can want, read a scripture one year and go back to that scripture the next, and you'll get something different out of it. The Word of God is powerful. We know this. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing unto the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's a powerful thing. It's a, it's a powerful tool and weapon that we should have in our, our arsenal and our tool belt of, of working in the kingdom of God. It's, it's the Word of God. We can go to the Word of God. The beautiful thing about it is we are facing some crazy things in this world. We are facing some bizarre things, but uh, we, we can go to the Word of God, and then we understand that there's nothing new under the sun, and so we can go there and un find understanding and revelation of how to deal with this and how to go around this and how, how to be, uh, deal with that. And so it's, it's an amazing tool, and God can speak to us. Matthew 24 and 35 says, but my word shall not pass away. It's relevant here today. 1 Peter 1 and 25 says, but the word of the Lord endureth forever and is the word which the gospel is preached unto you. It's applicable. It's right. That's how we get revelation. It's through the word of God, uh, of this apostolic doctrine, this sensuality of being born again of water and spirit. It's through the word of God. The word of God will speak to you. Brother Andrew, would you go to 2 Timothy 3 and 16 quickly? That's the word. It's the word. We got to have the word. I think I remember as a kid growing up, and uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's appropriate. And I understand every church operates a little different, but I remember every uh, December, uh, 1st of January, get your uh, yearly Bible reading chart. Let's, let's get dig into the word of God. I wonder if that would just begin to be happening. It's the norm that I'm going to read my Bible this year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig into the word. 2 Timothy 3 and 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for Christ correction for instruction and in righteousness go to the next verse 17 that the man of God may be perfect through thoroughly furnished unto all good works this is the word of God that's what it it offers us that's what it, it does to us if we will allow it to speak to us there there are many facets and avenues in which the word of God can get through us the voice of God the last topic I want to go over, or avenue, I should say, is the preaching. It's the preaching. Whether it be pastor, whether it be an evangelist, whether it be a lesson someone is teaching, it's the preaching word, the preaching word, the teaching word. What happens when a man begins 
to get behind a pulpit or begins to prepare, I should say. God begins to speak to the man, giving him direction. And with direction comes clarity. What happens between this pulpit and the, the congregation is a supernatural, supernatural phenomenon. Only by the work of God and his word speaking directly to a man as he proclaims it, revelation, healing, deliverance can go forth. But the only way that happens is when there's an open ear. It's the preached word of God. First Thessalonians 2 and 13 says, When you received the word of God, which, uh, which ye heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God. What, what I'm saying here tonight are not my words. I don't, I don't have the skill. I don't have the capability to to. to Put this together without the unction of the Holy Ghost, without God speaking to me. I hit I, I I had direction and I had clarity, Bishop. But this afternoon, as I'm putting it together, I hit a point where it was almost uh, I'm not a writer, but a, almost as writing uh, writer's block. I, I couldn't proceed any further in preparation because I, I, I just didn't know. But with praying and asking God, I need clarity. I can't do this, God. I, 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 got, I have clarity. I understand. But what direction? Where, where do you want to go? And very quickly, in, in, in minutes, God began to give me fresh revelation and fresh direction. It's, it's a supernatural thing. It's a man that gets behind the pulpit does not, or I should say should not take it lightly because you are preaching to someone for their salvation, for their deliverance, for their, for their healing. You are the oracle. You're their conduit in which God's voice is speaking through. And so I, I come to you tonight with a clear word from God, and that is we need to clear our ears. of God has been trying to speak to us. He's been trying to prepare us. And I just feel in the Holy Ghost that we have, we've shrugged our shoulders and if, if we proverbially voice of God and I'm comfortable I'm in a good place and I, I've got a place on the pew but God's saying no you need to shape up you need to, you need to get line, under the alignment of the word of God and the man of God you, when there's, when, what did we just read in Timothy it's for the reproof it's for the correction. That's, that's the preached word of God. And so that's what God's saying to the churches. Let's get our ears clear because I don't, I don't want the alternative, and that's the judgment of God. That's God casting me away and him plugging his ears from me. I feel a seriousness in the Holy Ghost that God would say, no longer will you be able to sit there and go, no, I'm not receiving that. No longer will you be able to say, that's not for me. God is confronting that spirit and he's saying, no, it is for you. Stop looking around the church building. Stop looking around the sanctuary. He's preaching to you. He's, he's been reaching for you. He's been pulling for you. God's saying, I'm showing you mercy. I'm showing you grace. But if you continue to plug your ears, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to cast judgment. And that's the last resort that God has. He wants mercy. Oh, come on. Somebody help me here tonight. Second Peter 1 and 21 says, Not in the old time by the will of the man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. This is not a comfortable subject to preach about. I would not have picked this here tonight, but it was the voice of God that spoke to me. We've got to clear our ears of ungodliness and unrighteousness and filthiness and we got to clear our ears of divisive things in the church. we got to clear our ears of gossip and rumors. And hear the voice of God. Hear the voice of God. I got it. Let it be our prayer tonight that you would empty us of anything that's not like you. Nobody, nobody wants to see the judgment of God. Nobody wants to see the pastor draw the sword. 
Nobody wants it. Let's just be real and vulnerable here tonight. Nobody wants to see it. But God doesn't want to see us close our ears to his voice either. Romans 10 and 14, or yeah, 14. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Well, I, I'm, I'm good with everything. I'm cool with the, the music. I'm cool with the, all that. I'm kind of cool with the lifestyle. I, I, I'm kind of cool with the standards and the separation a little bit. But I ain't cool with the pastor. Let me tell you, people of God here tonight, guest, if you may be here, you're not going to make it without a pastor. You're not going to make it. He's more than a preacher. He's more, he, he's an incredible preacher. And I don't want to make, make him feel uncomfortable. He's an incredible preacher. He's an incredible teacher. He, he, every time he proclaims the word of God, it's clear. It's clear. It's understandable. It's, it's edible. It's, it's chewable. But he's more than the man that brings the word of God. He's your pastor. And he's your man of God. And I, I, I just know the Holy Ghost would say, we need to clear our ears to what the man of God is saying. Just as the Shunammite woman in the Old Testament made room for the man of God in her life. She made room in that home. She prepared a place for him. I feel in the Holy Ghost that we, we ought to go home and make a place for the man of God in our life. Not to stroke our ego. Not to make us feel good. Not to just, oh yeah, lovey-dovey, hubby. No, 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 none of that junk. I, I'm telling you, I want a pastor for that. I, I do, I want affirmation from me. He gives affirmation. But I also want the reproof. I want the instruction. Hey, shape up. Hey, hey, get it together. I need that. I've got to be saved. And if that's what it takes, then do it. Say it to me. Put a pud deer and a short shoulder. I'm like, I don't, I don't really like that. And I don't think it's applicable. And I, I don't. It doesn't matter what we think. He heard from the voice of God. We better have an ear to hear it. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We gotta have an ear. We gotta have an ear. Well, I, what about that doing part? Not just a hearing. Yeah, we, but you got to hear to do. Oh, God help me. I'm fixing to get myself in trouble, but I just feel it in the Holy Ghost that there's, we, we've sat around and wondered, why aren't they doing anything? It's because they're not hearing it. There's empty offices, if I can say it that way. There's empty uh, leadership uh, roles in the, in the kingdom of God. Why? Because they're not hearing the voice of God. They're not yielding to it. They're shrugging their shoulder and plugging their ears and saying, nah. They're not being used like they should be because they're not hearing it. They, I'm not, I've got to hear it from just certain person. We're all guilty of having favorite preachers. Let's just be real here tonight. But when it comes to the preached word of God, we better not be so biased and so just so prejudiced about our preachers that, that we won't hear the voice of God. Oh, hear me tonight. I, I'm in the Holy Ghost. You may not like it, and I'm not here to offend anybody, but it, it's not my favorite preacher. Or he or she's too young, and, and they don't carry the crap fellowship card. And uh, no, 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 no. It's just, just no, no. I'm not gonna hear it. No, you better hear it. The word says it will not return void. I'm not the greatest preacher, but can somebody raise their hand and remember when I preached on Broadway 10, 11 years ago? It was awful. It was terrible. Let's be honest. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm doing good tonight. No, stop. That's not what I was looking for. My point was, it doesn't matter if they stutter. They don't, it doesn't matter if they barely talk. 
If they're preaching the word of God, it's the voice of God. We got to get past this insecure thinking of, well, that just, just that's not really, it's just that it really doesn't appease to me. And I, I just really don't like his tone. And I, what, phony on all that. You, look at Moses. We don't have time to go through all this. Look at the great leaders in the word of God. You think they were perfect? Lord, no. But when they spake, when they came to the people, they had a word from God. I'm reminded of Moses when he was on the mount and he came down and he was in the presence of God that the glory was so strong on him that he had to put, the Bible says he had to put a veil on his face. Any man, I promise you, pastor is not, he's not biased. He's not biased against his son-in-law. He's not against me, but he, he's not going to put me out in front. He, I, I second that. He's not a person that hoards the pulpit. But I promise you, he thinks and he prays and he feels and hears after the voice of God before he puts anyone in this pulpit. Why? Because he knows. I don't need someone in there just blabbering and gabbing and giving a little lesson and patty caking for Jesus but I need someone that's been on the mount and when they come and they get behind this desk the Holy Ghost is going to be all over them to the point that it's, 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 it's a revelation and it's understanding and freedom and liberty goes forth and the spirit breaks out it's time to clean out our spirit. It's time to clean out our proverbial ears of all the junk that we've got going on and begin to hear the voice of God. Stop, stop, stop and hear the word of God. I don't want it to be, oh, I can't imagine what it would feel like to go to God and cry out and feel nothing and know that God doesn't hear me. Can you imagine? Oh, those people, all they had to do is just yield and submit. Say, yes, Lord, whatever you would will, whatever you have to say it, Lord. I'll obey, I'll do. But the Bible says, so they cried, and I would not hear. There are people sitting in this congregation, or people that are not sitting in this congregation tonight. They're not sitting, and they're not enjoying what we feel here tonight. And it's because they were unwilling to hear. This is not awkward. Don't get awkward on me. They were unwilling. Confirmed word after confirmed word after confirmed word. Unwilling to hear the voice of God. Come here tonight. I promise in all meekness and humility that the Holy Ghost is saying, we got to get our ears clear. We don't, we don't want the sword. We don't want the judgment. Right where you're at right now, I just feel that. Like, let's pray. I told you I felt a witness in that office. Come on, help me pray.
Come on, church, let's just respond. Come on, let's praise him. Come on, let's lift our voice. Come on, let's lift our voice here. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. In Jesus' name. Come on, lift your voice, church. Come on. Let's stand to our feet. Stand to our feet in Jesus' name. Come on. I feel a release. I feel the release. I, I, I've given you what God's given to me. Come on, it's our, our, it's our responsibility to respond now. Come on. I open the front of this building. Let's make this an altar right here. Come on. In Jesus' name, come on. Let us all come. Let us all come right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on. We need to find a place. We need to bury up in this altar tonight. We need, we, we've got to get it right. We've got to get some things straight here. Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus' name. Oh yes, and I have heard the hymn of his garments, and I have felt the leading of his hand. But today my eyes look much higher. 